Well, Peter, as we uh, develop the conversation and continue the conversation about knowing where we're headed and how we live out of who we are, um, community has got to be have, have an impact or a, there's an implication that as we walk in intimacy with our father, as we walk in intimacy in relationships around us, that's going to transform the culture, if you like, or how we function as community. Can you, can you kind of develop that a bit for us? For sure, Joppo. And hello, folks. We've been looking at our purpose to walk in the love of the Father and give it away so all people may cherish his grace and extend his glory. And we've been looking at what, what, what will we look like as a group of followers of Jesus if that purpose became real for us. And last week we looked at walking in intimacy. But, you know, you can never walk in intimacy alone because that... <laughs> just doesn't make sense does it it's like a, like a small group of one yeah exactly and so intimacy always happens with at least one other and so the second thing in addition to walking in intimacy that will look like as we walk in the love of the father and give it away is that we will grow in practicing community in other words we'll learn to live the new life that we've been given by the power of the holy spirit through community and and this will transform us because our relationship with the Father is really stretched and blessed, invigorated, tested, modified, enhanced, all through community. You know, I love speaking and sharing with people on the Father heart of God. The other thing I love sharing about is the kingdom of God. And I share with people how the kingdom of God is the the uncontested rule and reign of Jesus Christ and Jesus comes to bring the fullness of the kingdom to earth and what's his modus operandi what's Jesus methodology for bringing the fullness of the kingdom to earth he gets 12 blokes and goes on an extended three-year camping trip in other words Jesus embodies community to bring the fullness of the kingdom to earth uh, I look at it this way. Here's, here's church Jesus style. Firstly, Jesus is in communion, practicing intimacy and living in a community with the Father. Jesus goes up to the mountain to pray. He rests with the Father. He, uh, he spends time with the Father. He, he walks in intimacy with the Father. That's his primary community. Then we know that Jesus has Peter, James and John. And so he's got some, some close community that he works with, walks with. At, at the, the best moment of his life, on the Mount of Transfiguration, Peter, James and John are there with him. At his worst moment, when he's about to be betrayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, he's surrounded by community. Now, community's not perfect because the disciples were off sleeping. Yeah. And when Jesus says, why are you sleeping? Peter says, because our eyes were tired. Oh, okay, well. But, but, but he needed them with him. I find that fascinating. And we see another time when Jesus goes to raise Jairus's daughter from death that he sees the whole crowd crying and weeping like good Middle Eastern mourners. And he says to those who are crying, you lot out, Peter, James and John, you three in. And it's as if Jesus needed that communal belief and encouragement to cheer him on with what he was about to do. Yeah. And so his intimacy with the father, he'd heard from the father, I want you to raise Jairus' daughter. 
but he needed community around him to carry out that which he had heard in intimacy. Yeah. So all intimacy is lived out and expressed in community. And then Jesus had the 12. So first one-on-one -on -one with the Father, then the three, then the 12. And this is, this is where they walk and they talk together. This is where they go camping together. They actually do life together. Now, we know that Jesus sent out the 72. We know that occasionally he did the big gig, the feeding of the 5,000, the feeding of the 4,000, the Sermon on the Mount. So three big gigs. Jesus was here for three years. You know, going off to a Hillsong conference once a year or going to a conference once a year is, is about the right thing. You know, once a year, Jesus does the big gig. But every day, all the time, not dial up, but 24-7, wireless sending and receiving, Jesus in constant communication, intimacy with the Father. That's his primary community. And then two or three others. And then gathering together with others. He lives his life in and through community all the time. And that's how he continues to walk in the love of the Father and give it away. It's interesting as I'm reflecting, Peter, and tell me if I'm wrong here, but you know, you, we, we can replace the word community with the body of Christ. But perhaps when we say, you know, body life, if you like, it's, it's potentially, you know, is that we're talking universal in the time past and now, and it's too, too kind of big that when we use the word community, community, it kind of has implications for, you know, who, who are we kind of walking with? I think it's one of those words, Craig, that's a brilliant uh, thought. It's one of those words that we actually use in far broader terms than the meaning of the word actually signifies. To community or body? Uh, community. Yeah, right. Yeah, community, sorry. So, so we, we actually, we, we can refer to our faith community, so, oh, I, I belong to such and such a faith community, and we can refer to a congregation that has 2,000 people at worship. Yeah. Now, it is a community in one sense, but the one thing you don't experience when you are in a large gathering there is the very, the very term that we've used, and that's community. Right. The, because the... community is about actually having things in common. And that's one of the things I love about the early church, that when they gathered together, they, they met in the temple courts, the big gathering, but then they actually practiced community as they met in their homes, and it said that they didn't just... They didn't just hold to community as let's turn up at seven and leave at nine. They actually had things in, in common. Right. And the one thing they had in common, the first thing they had in common was being brothers and sisters of Jesus. Together they knew whose they were, they knew who they were, and so they had a connection because they realised the significance, that, that they realised that this isn't just a game of trivial pursuit, that Christianity is not a lifestyle option. It's not one piece of the pie, but it actually is the pie itself. It's funny, you know, as we're sitting here staring right at us, there's only kind of a couple of books on my desk and my inbox is one that I've been lent by Bruce Holmes' friend called Community and Growth. Uh, that wasn't what prompted this conversation at all. And uh, so there's an implication that as we uh, live life in the community, intimately with the Father and each other, uh, it doesn't lead us to have a uh, depreciative life. It appreciates and it grows and has impact on us and we have impact on other other people. You know, I know um, uh, on renewances, the mutuality of ministry is such that I don't dispense the holy things of God to another individual in our community, that together we discover the life of Christ. And so that's, that's body life, if you like, isn't it? Exactly. It's, it's a life of Christ. So two things about that. Firstly, when Neil Gamble was here in 2009... He got together with a few of us and 
he actually prophesied over us. We didn't know it was prophesying at the time. He, he basically spoke, he spoke life into something that didn't exist. And he, uh, he said, you three couples, you are, you are together, whether you like it or not. He said, you're a community. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. We didn't know what that meant. But what actually happened is he spoke into being uh, a depth of relationships that hadn't yet existed. And we know that we will be in community with those families for the rest of our life. Now, the next thing he said helped clarify what he meant by that. He said, community is not just a matter of geographical location. Or meeting at a certain time each week. Exactly. He said, you, you can if you want, but you don't have to sell your house and go and live next to each other. Oh, right. Com that, that, commune. That is one type of community, and I'm not dissing that because I think that's got great credit and witness for the kingdom when, when we live together uh, and share together like that. But that the community that is established is is the community that's talked about in the scriptures where they were of one heart yeah. and one mind. Yeah, that's important. So when there's intimacy and vulnerability and authenticity and receptivity and humility, then there can be those things that Paul talks about where he says, be of one heart and one mind. And if you read through the letter to the Philippians, he says that to them a number of times. You know, have this mind amongst yourselves. I urge Euodia and Syntyche, uh, two women who had been, at the beginning of uh, Philippians chapter 4, two women who had been sparring, to be of the same mind amongst each other. He says at the beginning of Ephesians chapter 4, uh, I urge you, therefore, brothers and sisters, to, um, to, Live up to, your calling. to, to lead a life worthy of the calling yeah. which you've received. Make every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Even Colossians here says, uh, let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts, for as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. Exactly. So, so what this is telling us is that there's two aspects to community, that community is firstly a gift. It's not, it's not that a unity is a gift. It's, it's not something we dream up. It's something that's created by the Holy Spirit, and that's what happened at Pentecost. Is, is it also a call? Exactly. So it's those two things. It's a gift and it's a task. Yeah, right. Or it's a, so, so there's a wedding that takes place and God blesses a couple who are joined together. Then there is the marriage. Yeah. And yeah. so God, God says, uh, you, you, your brothers and sisters, you're, you're united together. That's something that the Holy Spirit has done. Now make every effort to maintain that unity of the Spirit in the, the bond, bond of, of peace. peace. Yeah. So community, one of the most blessed things we can have, find it wherever you can, uh, pray for it, be initiators of it, be instigators of it. Engage with it, Engage with it. in it. Yeah. Yeah. How do you do that? Again, open your heart, open your home, open your fridge. Ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, who would you, who would you invite us to, uh, to have around for dinner? Who would you invite us to connect with? Don't have them around for dinner more than once. Uh, allow them to invite you to their place for dinner so it's not all about you so that you aren't the hub of the community, but everyone is a contributor community. And and in that community, share your lives. Yeah. Share your heart. Be vulnerable. Be vulnerable. Be intimate. Be, be authentic. Intimate. Exactly. Live out your intimacy in community with one another and seek the things of his kingdom. Uh, just comment on this, you know, is community the goal? A community is never the goal. Uh, walking in the love of the Father. I'm glad you said that because I goal. suspected it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, walking in the love of the Father is the goal. Intimacy is a goal. Yeah. The outflow of intimacy. The prize, maybe. The prize it? of intimacy is that we will 
you know, because that purpose has two statements, walking in the love of the Father and giving it away, the prize of intimacy uh, will be good, solid relationships lived in community. Because we can mess up anything, can't we? We can say, oh, we're doing community really well. But, but are we living lives that come out of the life of the Father that causes community to flourish and bring growth? You got me thinking, Joppo, because the word actually says, live a life worthy of the calling you've been received. You know, walk, walk in the bond of peace. So community, creating community may not be a goal, but seeking, seeking like-minded kingdom relationships can be a goal. And the Holy Spirit will then create community. Once community has been created, our goal is to live in intimacy with those people in that community so that the love of the Father is present. And, you know, that means all those things the Scripture talks about, walking with love, joy, peace, patience, etc. All the fruit of the Spirit is needed vibrantly and uh, repeatedly to maintain kingdom relationships. I guess it's stewarding it just the same way as you steward the car. You steward the place that you've been put community-wise and um, you do you do things around that. And again, just like I finished the last one on worship, what is worship? Worship is not getting together in community and singing some songs and reading a Bible verse. Worship is being in, a commun- being in community where we live out of the intimacy that we have with Father. Yeah, yep. That's good, Peter. Probably a good time to stop. I need to process that and maybe you do as well.